Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't yet joined our wonderful Flyworld Nation community, go to flyworldnation.com and join in the podcast conversations. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. We have an even more interesting system. (laughs) So we have a base and we have multiple roles. We have project managers and we have marketing assistants. Marketing assistants do easier tasks and they are just uh, learning. And there's a possibility to grow from marketing assistant to project manager. And then you can actually lead projects and have the client Mm. communication and so on. Normally it takes a year, year and a half when I have seen that the people are good to go and take on their own projects. And then they get the marketing assistant to help them. So we have the base prices for that. And then we have a motivational system. We have systems worked out where you can do quite a bit of projects if you want to. So if you're a project manager, you can either lead three projects or you can lead like I have been leading easily with the same systems, eight projects. And the more projects you take, the higher gets your salary. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. I'm really excited to have on the Innova Buzz podcast as my guest today, Enelin Tonova. She's the CEO and founder of Digitarial Agency. She is additionally a founder of the co-working space Spring Hub, head of business development of Safety Wing, and also has the highest rated affiliate marketing course on Udemy. As a speaker, an e-teacher, and a consultant, Enelin supports growing businesses launching and growing their affiliate, referral, and partnership programs. She's launched over 20 affiliate programs, onboarded 6,000 or more affiliates, and generated over $8 million in revenue for her clients. For the last five years, she's travelled across more than 40 countries, while doing B2B and B2C marketing and sales for companies from different parts of the world like New York, Sydney, and all across Europe. If you'd like a peek behind the curtain of the InnovaBuzz podcast, go to innovabiz.co forward slash flywheel. From there, get your very own digital token, which will give you membership of the Flywheel Nation community give you access directly to our amazing podcast guests like Enelin, as well as access to me. And you'll have also access to a short audio program that walks you through every single step of the InnovaBuzz podcasting process. You'll have everything you need to transform your marketing and your podcasting into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. In our conversation today, Enelin talked to me about the benefits of remote work. We talked about building a strong culture in remote teams. And we talked about the importance of exploring new cultures and new ideas to foster innovation 
and success. Without further ado then, let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Enelin Tonova. Hi, I'm your host Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz and I'm really excited today to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast all the way from Mexico, Enelin Tonova, who's the CEO and founder of Digitarial Agency. She's additionally a founder of the co-working space Spring Hub, head of business development of Safety Wing, and she also has the highest rated affiliate marketing course on Udemy. Welcome to the Innova Buzz podcast, Annalyn. It's a great privilege to have you as my guest. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Whereabouts in Mexico? I should have asked before we started recording. Whereabouts in Mexico are you? Yeah, so I live in Puerto Vallarta, uh, so it's uh, just down in the west coast. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful uh, city by the beach. Right, okay. So where's that in relation to Tijuana? It's in Yucatan. Yeah. So it's, you go a little bit more south, so okay. basically, yeah. We have direct flights to LA, to Texas, everywhere, so it's it's really close. Excellent, great. Well, <laughs> as People can probably guess um, you run a remote commit career and you lead a women-only team, which is fascinating, and I'm really keen to explore that some more. You're also a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant, and growing and launching businesses is your specialty, so lots to talk about today. Before we get on to all those things, what's the impact you're making in the world, Annalyn? Yeah, I would say that I have few few missions, like some work-related, some personal. Um, one thing is definitely, yes, providing jobs for women all over the world uh, and giving them the same salary, whether they're working uh, from US, from Europe or South America or Asia or even India or wherever. Um, so this kind of like woman empowerment is definitely one of my topic. And uh, being a woman entrepreneur by myself and a young woman as well, I've been going through different challenges and um, and th that's definitely close to my heart and uh, also the good thing with marketing agencies that I can pick my clients and if I can work with clients right now for example I, I have multiple like really cool clients who are doing really good things for for the world but in health or uh, education or also solar connected with solar panels and so on so through my services I can also empower cool companies hmm. and then my own personal thing is that I really like animals and uh, and uh, yeah I, I, I am like a monthly donator and, and um, helping different kind of shelters around the world and stuff like that that's my my own little thing <laughs> excellent great well it's always nice to to um give back in different ways isn't it when when you've been successful yeah so um absolutely yeah so let's talk about how did, how did you end up in a career where you're working from anywhere where you're remote in uh remote in uh, sorry where you're location independent <laughs> in remote locations um, how, how did yeah. that come about? Yeah, so I was, um, when I was young, I was studying a lot, working, all of that, trying to figure out my career and all of that. Everything looked like so, you know, pre-made and kind of something that I could project. And I was like, okay, the next step is that. And then the next step is that, so on. And it kind of felt so wrong <laughs> to me. And I was always like more curious 
and so on. It's kind of funny today, like uh, I studied politics and governance and now today, like some of my classmates and so on are already like working like in parliament and all of that and everything. And I'm just like, I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm happy I made my own decisions and the lifestyle is totally different. Both, both, everybody are really successful and happy, but the lifestyle is so different and I really like my lifestyle. And then, yeah, but in this point, I was like feeling like somehow like my heart told me like this is not the way or the life I actually want to have later on. I want to be more free, living on my own terms. I want to discover more of the world. So I just, yeah, I left my uh, master's degree. I never finished it, actually. And uh, and I left my job and I just went to travel. And I uh, went to Costa Rica, Colombia, Peru, Brazil, so on. And And while I was doing that, I had like very limited amount of savings. And I had to figure out with around like three months that what I'm going to do, how I'm going to feed myself, <laughs> how I'm going to get the roof <laughs> top of my head for, and, uh, or I have to fly back home. So yeah, so pushing out myself in from a comfort zone and trying to figure things out, starting to literally Google how to make money online. I found like multiple ways. I was like, hmm, working in a cruise ship, interesting. What doing this, being a teacher. Oh, and then finally I found out these kind of like online platform platforms and I started to uh, freelance in Upwork. So that was like, uh, yeah, almost like 10 years ago. And, um, and there I started like to understand that what's the possibilities for remote work? What are the geeks there? What are the skills I need? I started to learn to apply like almost working for free at the beginning to get experience, some reviews, mm. and then it started to grow, grow, grow from there. Mm. Yeah. So this is where it started. <laughs> Excellent. And, and yeah, that's, it's really great to see someone kind of take this approach of what, what do I need to do? What skills do I need to build? And, and also the, the concept of actually working for free to build a portfolio or build experience is, is something I think you don't see a lot of these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now hiring people, I feel like sometimes I'm like, mm, I'm getting, uh, getting sometimes people asking for the university. They need to come to do some, some like work. And then they already, they're asked for the crazy prices. I'm thinking like, hmm, I wasn't like that 10 years ago. Yeah. That's interesting, but we'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. And you talked, um, about um, working with women all around the world, one of the cool things I think about um, location-independent businesses and, and remote teams is that, that you have this kind of geographic independent pool of talent that you can hire from. It doesn't matter where people live. You're not restricted to the geography the business is located in and the talent that's available there you can hire all around the world is is that um was that your sort of thinking straight away when you started building your team well i knew that i don't want the office and i don't want to be in an office so and i'm gonna not pay for the office <laughs> so office was not an option because i would never go there mm. myself so that was naturally out because of how i am myself so i wouldn't expect anyone else to act differently if they want they can work from home but if they want and go to travel they can and that's their their freedom they're free to do so Hmm. All right. And with, um, so how big's the team now? 
So now we are uh, more than 10 people hmm. and we're still hiring and like constantly, constantly um, like every three months we grow uh, like another person more or less is, is that the current uh, current uh, current speed which we are having. Um, yeah, depends on also like what kind of how big projects we come in and then based on the projects we hire and then all of that prepare. Hmm. Okay. And what what were some of the things you did early on growing that team up to 10 and, and continuing to grow it to build a sense in that remote team of, of being part of this team and working together in cooperation and, and particularly I'm interested in in the culture. How do how do you um, build the culture that that you want in your company and in your team? Yes, I think it all starts already from the job post. So my job posts are like very short, very concrete, at the same time friendly with emojis, but it really highlights the type of people we want even if you have a like a like a marketing experience that's great you have to have like some kind of like connection mm. with marketing but if you don't know anything about influencer programs ambassadors affiliates it's fine we can teach you but what is the most important is that you have to be a fast learner you have to be super uh, self-productive because I'm not there to hold your hand. Mm. I'm not there to like uh, check when you started to work or if you get, got things done, right? We are pretty much checking in a weekly basis and we have clear goals and KPIs. So they have to be like really independent and uh, being able to self-motivate and goal-based and uh, yeah, goal-oriented and so on. So this is pretty much, yeah, we, we already, everything starts already from hiring. We do fun stuff as well, like workshops and trainings and um, and all of these kind of things, sometimes like online games with the teams to get to know each other and so on. We even have had like summer days when we, we come together uh, with the team and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I think all of this starts already before, the culture starts before they already have arrived. Yeah, yeah, it starts from the job post and the person you, and then you, you, everybody are on the same mindset. And many times also like, um, I know like some, some type of people, they like to like really hang out with their coworkers and go to the cocktail bar later and then play video games and ch chat, chit chat and so on. Then there's type of people who don't want that. I'm one of them <laughs> who is not so much of like, I have work and then I have my, my own stuff and then I have family, friends and so on. And, and I feel that like many of my team members are, are similar that uh, we appreciate it so much that we get our things done and everything works and then everybody has so many hobbies like everybody are traveling every like we have like some fitness people work like crazy like in <laughs> fitness and stuff like that and then some gardening uh, people and pets and ta da da so it's like yeah i think in somehow like yeah this is i guess to describe our culture everybody are strong independent on the things they do and everybody working together to get things done and after we get things done we enjoy life yeah that's yeah. what I hope it is. <laughs> Sounds like a really fun environment, yeah, and good balance too. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned earlier about um, the pay question, and I wasn't quite sure. Were you referring to, I mean, there's two issues there, isn't there? There's, there's the issue of um, women not being paid commensurate with their male counterparts for a particular job. So they're paid as women rather than as as a person doing that job. 
And the other thing, and I wasn't sure that whether you were going in this direction of you're paying, you define a salary for the job and it doesn't matter where the person works, they get that defined salary for that job that you've determined. Actually, uh, we have an even more interesting system. <laughs> so we have a ba like base and we have like, um, so we have multiple roles, right? Like we have project managers and we have marketing assistants. Hmm. So marketing assistants do like easier, easier tasks and they are just um, uh, learning. And actually there's a possibility to grow from marketing assistant to project manager. And then you can actually lead the projects and actually have the client hmm. communication and so on. Normally it takes a year, year and a half when I have seen that the people are like good to go and take, take on their own projects. And then they get the marketing assistant uh, to help them. Um, so we have the base prices for the, for that. And then we have a motivational system because basically we have uh, systems worked out where you can do quite a bit of projects if you want to. So the all, um, if you're a project manager, you can either lead three projects or you can lead like I have been leading easily with the same systems, eight projects. And the more projects you take, the higher gets your salary. Mm. So then we have this really like open, like I'm working on sales. And for example, today we just had the discussion that we, we have a new client starting today. And it was like, okay, who, who wants to work on that project? And then people, they are open and open to say that like, yes, okay, I want to work with this project. So I'm like, okay. And then we raise the salary starting from today uh, because they take more responsibility. Mm -hmm. So it's also works for everyone. Then again, we have a team member who is like, I have my own blog and my own stuff and I want to travel. I only want to work half time. I'm like, all yeah. right, let's do that. Like, no problem. So this kind of flexibility and being independent and on top of your own life, you can make decisions how much you want to work, how much you want to earn, how much you want to do. And all the possibilities are, are, are there. Mm. Yeah. It's a, a really flexible model. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. And they're all contractors. So uh, we have contracts with with each other and they pay taxes wherever they choose to live and all of that. And uh, and that's everything is also like super flexible. So mm. people decide their, their time, how much they want to work, how much they want to earn, where they want to work, when they want to work. The more main important thing is that um, we are. Uh, and I think the only way why this system can run is that we have really clear goals and KPIs and uh, except, uh, like what our clients ex expect from us. Everything is like really clear. And then they know also. And from there, we can do very clear working plans. So on a weekly basis, we know like what we need to do. But when, where, how you do that doesn't matter. But uh, the goals have to be reached. That there, mm. I'm like, we are really firm. And everybody are super responsible too. And everybody always like, you know, make sure that the things get done. Because I think also they appreciate the other, everything else that comes with it, you know. So to keep that system up, the goals have to be reached. And then everything works nicely together. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I really like about that model from a business point of view is that you um, you can increase salary and you bring people on board when you increase revenue. So if there's a new yeah. client comes in that generates a new project or a, a client that you're already working with says we, we have another need and that generates a new project, there's an increase in revenue and that's then basically used to share with the employee that doing that's doing the work 
Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. I felt that was the because you know everybody expects the seller to grow always, but mm. like yeah, I, I feel like let's do it together, you know, and like and and some people want to do more, and some some people are like crazy mm. overachievers, and then you have to like please somehow all both of them, right? Like yeah. people who want to do their job and then all good, or but you also have to have opportunities for overachievers, or they're gonna leave. That's but right. like you don't mm. want to lose your overachievers, right? So then you have to like have to, this kind of system where you keep those uh, uh, those overachievers also with you, and then you can grow grow together. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Now you mentioned earlier, or in fact you mentioned a couple of times, I think systems, and and so talk to us a little bit about some of the systems you have in your business and and what's important about them. Yeah. I think this kind of learning I just had really recently. So when I started like doing everything like more structured and, and, and this kind of way, um, like few years ago, then I was kind of like all over the place. I was like, uh, you know, because if you're building, let's say if you're an agency who builds websites, right? You can, um, you can have clients who come to you and say like, I want Squarespace. I want Webly. I want WordPress. I want Shopify. And then you're like, sure, I'll do it. And then you do all of that. Right. And you, you do a lot of websites and everything. And you have this kind of business. In my case, affiliate programs, influencer programs, we did that. So we were like, uh, we were working with, uh, like with so many different kinds of systems and, and websites and so on, because it depends on what website you have. If you have a WordPress, then I would work with affiliate or uh, VP. Or if you have Shopify, I would work with uh, UpRomote. Or if you would have a subscription business, I would work with uh, First Promoter and so on, Refer, Refer Rock and so on, so on, so on. So we had so many systems and all of that, and it kind of started to... Uh, it's very hard to teach people when people change or come and so on because there's just so mm. much and it's hard to also optimize. So I'm literally now like really recently in this point where I only accept actually clients with Shopify. So e-commerce projects and then we have a set of tools we use for them. So we use UpPromote uh, that works really well. We know the tool everything we know the support support knows us <laughs> we are like everything works everything is fast we have all the like you know um looms and and uh, teachings for our team members future team members done how everything works what we do why is, what is important so on and for the lead gen is also important uh, that we have like the tools we use for lead gen, where we store the leads, how we reach out to them and how we can make like everything fa run really fast. That when I reach out to an influencer and say like, hey, do you want to let's work together? We're representing this brand. Then it would go through the flow really fast that they can get their product. They can get all the marketing assets. They get the link code and they start posting and they start making revenue. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. And you, you mentioned their training. So part of the whole system is, is building training programs to bring people up to speed very quickly as they join the team. Yes. So, uh, we have, yeah, uh, we have, um, so now recently, yeah, only six months ago, I also hired the first time like a lead, lead up. Uh, HR slash HR. So now it's the first time I don't do any more on onboardings and it's like more professional. So yeah, we have like a training material, uh, welcoming material with like bunch of looms and everything and webinars and so on and, and, um, how, how things work. 
uh, I think the training is at least now, I think 30 hours easily mm-hmm. <laughs> because it just added eight extra hours of recordings and things. And, uh, but after that, they start just do, uh, learning by doing, you know, they join one team. And they already is, and the rest, the rest of the team starts giving them things, and then they start picking up and picking up, and then yeah. go like, yeah, learning by doing is definitely uh, one thing, and and second is yeah that we always start to if there's something new, we, a new tool or something, we immediately while we learn it, we already uh, document it and make sure that it's in the training material. Uh, so we're pretty serious about that, and that now helps us to onboard people really fast. Uh, so yeah, now like recently it was. I, I got a really cool uh, uh, marketing assistant and like in few months, she's already good to go for a project manager because we had some projects coming in and she already like learned everything and had to had to get going faster than, than we, we, <laughs> we thought. But uh, thanks to the materials and things, it seems that it's working out nicely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a really important point there. I think that's... Um, that's something that every business can benefit from is, is recording videos and training materials and repurposing webinars that you do as training materials mm-hmm. because it, it saves so much work, doesn't it, in terms of training new staff and, and also they can, as you highlighted with that example, that they get up to speed very quickly and um, they also feel taken care of because as soon as they, they join the company, there's all this material and resource available for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also having like an extra person actually like who is responsible on that people would be happy and 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 they would have everything they need for their work. So that was like a yeah, like when I hired my HR lead up and I was like thinking like after after some time I was like why didn't do it earlier? <laughs> Sometimes you feel like when you're like a solo founder that oh, okay you like you're used to do everything, you know? And then you are like five people and then I waited almost eight uh, or like eight, nine people to have that role. But I'm thinking maybe I should actually have that done earlier. So then I could already give those onboardings and hiring and everything already previously away. And I could actually have my time focused on sales, hmm. which is the only source that the, pretty much the company grows, right? Because nobody else pretty much does sales than I do right now. So, so yeah, a thought for solo founders that like, yeah, I think it's good to have like some kind of self-reflection sometimes and see that uh, maybe it's the point uh, where you need help when you need to like, if you're doing something that starts to repeat itself a lot and maybe there's other, prof- I'm not the HR person. I don't know actually yeah. even how to hire. So <laughs> it's like, uh, let, let professional, professionals do that and I'll do the marketing stuff and then do the sales. And then now it's, it's getting, everything is getting up to speed and faster. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's a really important point. Uh, focus on your own strengths and, and as soon as you can hire, hire some of those really key roles. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good point now to move on to the buzz, which is our innovation round, same five questions I ask of every guest. And the idea Mm -hmm. is that you'll give answers that will inspire the listener to go and do something awesome as a result today. Um, So are you ready? I'm ready, always ready. (laughs) Excellent. You were born ready, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative? Yeah. So I think uh, stop copying and comparing. 
Um, I think comparing is something that people do all the time. They don't even think, but they're like, oh, but what if I would do similar? Uh, no, there's no similar and, and nothing like you have to like stop copying or even comparing and even thinking like about others. And also, I think stop worrying. I think that's what like keeps many people uh, back, you know, they are like, oh, but what if I fail and, and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, not to worry and, uh, and don't, don't think about what others do and compare with yourself. And you are, you are on your own and you have your own ideas too. Hmm. Try. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. The, the idea, I think people, um, look at others and there's this concept of modeling and you can learn from a model, but when it, it that, often don't recognize that boundary of when am I copying this person? When am I sort of abdicating, bringing in my own ideas and my own personality into that? So mm -hmm. I think that's a really important point. All right, what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? Yeah, so I think that came... Um one of my clients safe doing and uh, they have like a very strong cu company cu uh, culture as well and we have talked about it a lot and um, and what we have been talking uh, there as a company like culture and so on uh, is that uh, it's okay to fail and uh, and uh, because if you are scared to fail then you are scared to do anything and try out anything so basically we are like, you have to be totally fine and celebrate uh, any kind of like uh, mistakes and fails and so on, because with that, at least you did something and you learned and you know how you, you're after every fail, you know what to do next for sure. Like, because you already have much more experience and you know exactly what went wrong and all of that. And, and then you, you can keep going. So to remove, like to just to celebrate any kind of uh, mistakes, fails and all of that, uh, not to judge others, not to feel judged by yourself and just uh, accept it and move on. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that, yeah, just to know it's, that it's okay to fail, totally okay, part of the yeah. game. I like to think of it as uh, an experiment based on my science background an experiment where you have a postulate and often that postulate is proven wrong by the experiment and so you learn something and the next postulate is is based upon what you've learned previously mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah exactly. excellent all right well do you have a favorite resource you use most often uh, yeah, I was thinking about that question, like resource uh, for innovation. And then I understood that actually I have a really good answer that comes from inside <laughs> me. So basically I was thinking like where I actually get new ideas or like inspired and so on. For me personally, it's traveling, like meeting new people, especially new cultures. When I change like, you know, drastically continents. Mm. And then you really like change your mind. Like something happens when it's like you go to a totally new culture and, and you, you are totally new time zone, new, uh, you eat different food, you meet totally new people. And, and then like I feel it like it, it's really like experiencing life in so many different possible ways as, as possible. That's really helps to open the mind and expand your mind. And that really like liberates you from like what's normal, mm. so to say. And it helps you to be more creative because the more you travel, the more explore and the more you're open minded. That's like super helpful for doing uh, new things without any boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And 
it's important, as you said, uh, being open-minded and being curious about uh, why things are the way they are in this different environment. I know from mm -hmm. uh, my corporate career, I used to travel a lot for work and, and it wasn't just um, immersing in the culture and and the environment. It was also in business, actually going into businesses, um, into factories, into offices and, oh. and really understand, oh, okay, it sort of things happen differently here. I wonder why that is. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I wish everybody would have this kind of experience. Hmm. Can you imagine like uh, how it, the world would be if everybody would like have really open-minded and, and so on? I mean, people would be so much different because it really makes you also more friendly. Like if you understand more cultures, you know, um, I mean, different religions and everything. If you if you understand better, we would, we would definitely also have less conflicts. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. All right, now what's the best way to keep a, a project on track? Yeah, that's easy because I'm really, really into Expert that. In that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so clear goals, uh, very uh, clear, uh, uh, clear goals help you to also have like clear, uh, like sub goals and tasks and KPIs under it, right? And then for all of these, what if you have defined them, you have to have very clear also deadlines. So from there, it comes like a timeline and then you can you can analyze, okay, is it actually doable? If everybody are okay with that. And now one of the most important, if you have a task and a deadline, then for each task and deadline, you also have to have a person name behind it. So then everybody clearly also knows who does what by which which time has to be done. And then you just keep checking in weekly basis. And then uh, if people are responsible and do their things or um, then uh, it should work well. And if there's any kind of blockers, then they come out in the weekly check-ins and the team or everybody can come together and unblock that. Hmm. Excellent. So sort of it, it's a bit of classic project management but the communication part there and, and regular check-ins i think is important as well right yeah yeah we also report weekly to our clients which for actually agencies normally do monthly summaries hmm. and especially more like bigger and but we have like more we have like smaller and mid-sized clients so we are like really like uh, connected all the time and and sometimes we have even like daily slack uh, communication with our clients and we hmm. weekly we report weekly so we're really hands-on like all the time um, and we also, I think what makes us different also that we only accept rather bigger projects, not smaller. So then we are and can be more hands-on and then we can actually um, give bigger impact as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's a, a really good approach to have that regular communication. Some people think that um, if I have nothing to report, then no communication, but it's often better just to mm. say everything's on track, nothing to worry about, just letting you know and yeah yeah then not say anything yeah all right and what's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves yeah well this one i was thinking and i wasn't really sure i think uh maybe um it comes out it's it's I mean, if, if I would say a concrete answer, then it wouldn't be something so different for everyone, right? I think it comes something from your own heart hmm. that uh, you feel that is your thing or uh, feels like you. So it's really hard something to describe as a thing or or something like very specific. 
I would say like it's a, it's a, you know, like sometimes people would say that, ah, oh, this is really, really like something what Jurgen would do, you know, and how you explain that? It's not something concrete. It's a thing or it's a feeling or mm. it's a, it's sometimes like a, the tone of voice or, or just being you, you know, or the touch of a person or the hug or, or the way people joke or something like that. So um, I think just those little simple things that make, make us who we are um, that uh, I can't really like tell exactly what they are, but I think you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So it comes back to being yourself. It, it's, it's consistent with what you said earlier about not copying or not comparing. And mm. so again, people, try to take on a different persona because they think that that might work in their business mm. or so on and it's so foreign to them and it costs so much energy and they come across as insincere as well. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, this has been fabulous, Enelin, really enjoying the conversation. Now, where can people find out more about you and the work you do about digitarial agency and maybe even get in touch and say thanks for what you've shared? Yeah, absolutely. So Digital Agency is in LinkedIn and also just digitalagency.com, our website. And I'm in LinkedIn as well, in Ellen Toneva, and you can find all the links also from there. So I'll drop you the links later. Excellent. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. <laughs> now, finally, what action would you like our listener to take out of today's conversation? Yeah, I think that um, so if mostly the topic was about remote uh, work, I would just encourage that if you aren't today happy with your current work or, or your career and so on, I just want to tell you that there's so many possibilities out there and it's never too late to make a change. Um, so, so yeah, look around Google a little bit. There's so many blogs and even like specialists in HR who help people to find remote jobs. Um, like remote job coach and so on. Um, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of possibilities. It's just only if you want to. And if you really want to, I'm sure you can make it happen to have like a really good uh, dream lifestyle that you deserve. Excellent. All right. Well, that's a good call to action. So um, <laughs> have a look at the possibilities if you're looking for change. All right. Well, yes. thanks so much for sharing your time and your insights with us so generously today. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, uh, we didn't get on to some of the fun places you've traveled to, but maybe we should do a, a fun podcast just talking about all the different places we've both visited and, and sharing some notes about Yes, that. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot, Enelin. Have a um, wonderful future and all, all the best. Let's keep in touch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that inspiring and engaging conversation with Enelin and took something away from her episode. Now, if you're unhappy in your work and you're looking to make a change, then think about remote work. Remote work has become increasingly popular in recent years due to the flexibility and convenience it offers. Now, if you're seeking to explore remote job options, there's a whole variety of resources available. Take a look at some of the job boards. Look at some of the online communities. 
there's many ways to find remote job opportunities and also follow some of the advice that Enelin gave about gathering experience. Enelin's episode can be found at innovabiz.co forward slash Enelin Tonova. That is E-N-E-L-I-N-T-O-N-E-V-A. All lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Enelin Tonova. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Enelin, as well as links to the Digitarial and Safety Wing websites, to Enelin's social media pages, and to the other resources we spoke about in our conversation. Now, I'm guessing that you love this conversation because you're still listening in. So I'm glad you're still here. Go ahead and share this with another person that might find this conversation really useful. And also, make sure you get the episode bookmark token at innovabiz.co forward slash bookmarks. For less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can show your support of this show and get your very own permanent record of it. We share this revenue 50-50 with our guest, in this case, Enelin, and the other half goes towards supporting the show. So think of it as a way to support Enelin, tell her that you loved her episode, and also allow us to continue to produce these wonderful conversations with guests such as Enelin. Enelin suggested that we have a conversation with Sondre Rush, the co-founder and CEO of Safety Wing on a future Innova Buzz podcast episode. So Sandra, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the Innova Buzz podcast, courtesy of Enelin Tonova. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to leave a review on this episode. It will help us to make the podcast better for you. Simply go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash Innova Buzz and pick your preferred platform. Now remember to to go to innovabuzz.co forward slash flywheel to collect your unique digital token, which will give you membership of the Flywheel Nation community, where you'll have direct access to our amazing podcast guests, as well as to a short audio program that walks you through the entire InnovaBuzz podcasting process. Tune in again to the next episodes of the InnovaBuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.